Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Major Look Hair Salon. Major Look Hair Salon is located at 107 Kelly Place in High Point, North Carolina. Major Look is known for its customized cuts and colors, natural styles, braids, extensions, and more. Catering to all walks of life, this salon will guarantee to have someone looking at your next style. Interested in booking? Look her up on Facebook at Major Look Hair Salon. Have a business and want to be featured? Email your information to withloveshaythepodcast at outlook.com and your business could be featured on our next episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of With Love Shay. As you all know, March is International Women's Month. And so all month, we are talking to women who are making moves in their individual industries. Tonight, we have Tamaya, and we're going to talk about women who create generational wealth. Tamaya, how are you this evening? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for coming on. So before we get started, I always like to give my guests the opportunity to edify themselves. So can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? All right, so I am a serial entrepreneur. Um, I own a credit repair company. I teach people how to start their credit repair company. Um, I have eBooks. Um, I have recorded seminars uh, with budgeting help um, tools and things like that to help you kind of reorganize your budget and build your finances up. Um, I own a, another company called Sleep Marketing that I just got started with. Um, so I'll be helping people build their social media presence. Um, I'm a notary public. I'm a co-owner of a bounce house company as well. 
And um, I just kind of dabble a little bit in a few different things. So I like to kind of spread myself out to do multiple things so I can have some extra income coming in, multiple streams of income. And um, I truly help, love helping people um, build their credit, restructure their profile, understand how to navigate this whole world of credit because most people who look like you and I, we were not taught these things. So um, it's never too late. Uh, but also I like to encourage people to seek out additional streams of income outside of maybe starting um, a part-time job or something like that so that they can, you know, work on their own terms, do something that they enjoy and bring in some extra money so you can live the life that you desire. Absolutely. So as it relates to the topic of generational wealth, she actually knows what she's talking about. Multiple mm -hmm. businesses, credit consultant, entrepreneur, business owner. So let's just jump right in. So when you think of generational wealth, what does that mean to you? So as far as generational wealth, I think about establishing income that is set to positively change the course of your family lineage for future generations to come. Generational wealth can begin with one person and then multiply down the line, whether they stay within that business that was started or make their own businesses um, individually. Now, for you, um, you mentioned, you know, you have a lot of different businesses that you're involved in. Now, was mm -hmm. that something that you saw growing up or are you the person in your family that's creating that wealth? Um, so in my immediate family, I'm definitely the first person um, to kind of hop out there and do that. Um, but I do have other family members who recently over the past few years have started their own businesses and they're doing very well. So we all are kind of starting at the same time in a way. Um, but I did have one family member who um, she started her business a couple of years back before I got into anything. And um, seeing her grow what would look like a small um, kind of something that people wouldn't think would be a big deal and it become what it is now, it definitely encouraged me to um, go after whatever it is that I wanted to do as far as like making my own way. Absolutely. And so you kind of touched on my next question. So with that, you know, you said you saw people in your family, you decided to jumpstart. When was that light bulb moment for you that you were like, you know what? Yes, having a job is cool, but I want to create my own living. So I want to be an entrepreneur. When did that moment happen for you? All right. So my story is a little bit backwards because I've always known what I didn't want to do. Like, if I dabbled in this and dabbled in that, which would be like regular jobs, I've worked in factories and things like that. I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, it's doable. Um, I spent time like over the summers during uh, summer break from college and stuff like that, doing little stuff here. And I was like, I don't like this and I don't want to do it because the amount of time that I'm spending at these places when I leave is dark. When I go to work, it's dark. I'm not seeing the sun. I don't like that for myself. So I always knew what I didn't want to do. And then my story about how I got into the credit repair industry, it is so like random. It's like an accident almost. So um, I randomly met a person um, while I was on a vacation in the middle of the ocean and we became friends and just learning and picking his brain and talking with him and stuff like that. And he just asked me to join this company and, and the rest is history. So it was really an accident. I really didn't plan on it, but I just knew that I didn't want to have a regular type job. I knew I always knew I wasn't going to have a regular type job. 
Okay. Awesome. And that's funny that you say that. Cause I know for myself too, I'm kind of like, I want the, you know, the benefits, the salary just for the whole security piece. But like you said, I don't want to go to work and it's dark and come home and it's dark. I have kids. So it's like, yes, I like that security factor, but I also want that flexibility that you talked about. Right. So that's a good, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So my, I was going to no, say, ahead. yeah, I was going to say too, um, the day that I got my first corporate job, I was very excited about it. But as soon as I got hired, I was like, I'm going to be gone in three years. I'll give it three years because I was like, you know what? I don't want to, I don't like that. I already have to go here and conform and I have to dress this way and wear my hair this way to appease you and make you feel comfortable. I didn't like that, but I knew I was going to be there for three years. And then I ended up parting ways with the company to start my business three years. And I think five months later. So I called it, didn't know what I was going to do. Just did it. That's crazy. Cause that's my magic number two. I'm like, if three years, I'm not happy. I'm out. And I don't know what it is about three, but it's just like, okay, I've given it three years. I can move on. And my last job, it was three years, three months, three days. It was really weird, but yeah. That was my number two. Mm-hmm. That's funny. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why three, but <laughs> three is long enough. I think five is crazy long. So five is crazy long. You're right. Life changing. What were some mm-hmm. of the setbacks that you faced when you decided to start your business? So um, usually when people think about setbacks, uh, they're thinking about financial related stuff. I don't like to call any of that a setback because when you're starting a business, you have startup costs, um, which also mean investment costs. You have to spend money to make money. It's just what it is. So how you invest in yourself can be considered a setback if you don't have real guidance and a plan. So for myself, I hired a mentor off the bat immediately. This person has done it. They have proven results. They have proven numbers and they have curated something for me to follow so that I can do this X, Y, Z, and then avoid doing all of these other things on the outside of that, that will, you know, take more time or money or just things that's just unnecessary, like information overload. So I hired a mentor um, and it ended up working out really well for me. I made six times back what I invested 30 days later. So it, it just worked out. Um, But I knew that from the grapevine, this person knew what they were talking about. So that was that. But I will say I probably spent a lot of money on other courses that I didn't necessarily need at the time or um, maybe just kind of getting a little scatterbrained trying to figure out what to do next with things. So I'm spending more money on stuff that I necessarily uh, didn't need. I could have just kind of stayed the course there and I probably would have saved myself some money. But just because on the internet, there's so many different things going on, people telling you things and stuff like that. It's easy to get scatterbrained and be putting your money in places where you necessarily don't, you don't necessarily need to do. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think, you know, you're right. A lot of times entrepreneurs, you know, you have that spark, that drive and that flame. You're like, I want to try everything. And so mm-hmm. do you think it's common that a lot of people, especially newer entrepreneurs, they just they want to do everything. And so, like you said, you're spending money when you don't necessarily have to. Why is that, do you think? 
Um, I think it's kind of just being the next hot thing. Like, oh, this person, you know, I follow them and they live this flashy lifestyle. I want that. So maybe I should be doing that. I do think that's a problem um, because you have to stick with something long enough to show people, one, that you're really doing it. You're here to stay. You're serious about it and stuff like that. Most of the time, people are looking at you, waiting on you to quit, waiting on you to stop posting, waiting on you to fade out. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I knew that person wasn't serious. So, I mean, you have to kind of stay focused, stay in your lane. And then once you get to a good place in your business, start hiring other people and all that kind of good stuff and then move on to something else. But just stay there and stay consistent and really put the work in and stay studying, like stay learning. Right. That's a good point. That's a good point. So switching gears a little bit, we kind of talked about, you know, people in your family that you saw, they kind of sparked that interest with you. But more specifically, since it's Women's History Month, what were some mm -hmm. of those women or who were some of those women that inspired you in your life to be the person that you are today? Uh, so that's an easy, great question. I first want to start with my mom, my grandma and my sister. Um, mm -hmm. Just off of the bat, their reputation, how they carry themselves have paved the way, paved the way for me to be able to do what I do now, um, because I handle a lot of sensitive information, a lot of personal information and things like that. And had they not carried themselves like that, that would have rolled on to me and affected me. Um, but they're always hardworking, kind and helpful people. And um, I'm just grateful for just the energy that they carry in a day to day space without trying to get anything from anyone. So that is the first three women. And then my cousin that I talked about before, um, her name is Tanya and she owns a company called Balloonsy and that's located in Raleigh, North Carolina. And she just started her company really small, making um, balloon arches and things like that um, and growing it to a point where she has her own storefront and event space within that building. Um, so when you see these people making these arches and things like that, and you're like, oh, you know, that's that's pretty cool, simple. I mean, it doesn't require much, blah, blah, blah. But she actually turned it into a real business, like a sustainable business, and she's doing great. So I always tell her I'm watching her and I'm super proud of her. And, you know, it's just great to see something grow like that. So she really inspired me to go out and do my thing. Absolutely. So it sounds like you have a lot of good women in your corner and you're right. You know, I too, I have a friend, she does balloons as well. And, you know, like you said, oh, you know, that's cute. You know, that's, that seems very simple, but I've seen her also expand overnight, you know, with, from having her own traveling service with it, where she travels with her balloons. And like you said, the storefront and the courses, and I'm just like, who would have thought all of that from just balloons? So that's mm -hmm. good that you have that tribe of women that you can look up to. Right. Yeah. My next question for you is what are some tips that you will offer to women, you know, who want to start the business, who want to get their credit repaired and they just don't know where to start? What would you say to those women? I'm so glad you asked that question um, because <laughs> everyone likes to start off saying, well, I want to do something that I'm passionate about. And they wait and wait and wait because they don't feel passionate about anything. And it's not that they don't have anything, but, you know, they're kind of waiting until things are perfect and make complete sense. And you're 
wasting your time. I feel like for me personally, my only regret is that I had gotten into something like this sooner, that I had explored my entrepreneurship options sooner. Personally, I used to do um, eyelashes and um, eyebrows and my friend's hair from high school all the way up into college. They called me like, hey, can you come do my eyebrows? Had I really been exposed to that and really knew what the possibilities were, like how much money I could have made or or I could have just had like that kind of job versus a typical job, I would have went into trying to be an esthetician or something like that because I was already doing those things. So mm-hmm. I like to tell them these two things. So there are two things to remember that are very important. The business you start may simply be just the foundation for what you want to do later. You do not need to love it. You just need to be able to perform it. Don't worry about it being perfect. Don't worry about about it being the absolute thing you want to do. It could be your foundation for what you want to do later. So move on from that. Do something that works with your schedule, all that kind of good stuff. Now, you have to ask yourself, how do you want to live? If you had to spend an extra four hours a day, would you be okay physically being at another place? Meaning you got to drive there. You got to Put your, you got to put your clothes on first or drive from the other job, grab you some food, then go clock in, work the four hours and drive back home. Now, if you have kids, you know, now you got to find a babysitter and all that kind of stuff. So how do you want to live? Do you want to have an online based business where you can work from anywhere? I prefer that uh, personally, because I mean, it just works for me. If I want to travel, if I want to go somewhere, I would rather you know, you phone in from wherever you are and I can take care of everything online. I prefer that. But mm-hmm. something that I really love to preach is that, you know, if you're going to go work a part time job, there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody cannot be an entrepreneur. You know, some people don't want to be. And that's fine. I get that. But I'm not talking to them. I'm talking to those who are interested. So. If you find something that works with your schedule and instead of going to get a part-time job where you're making uh, 10 or 15 bucks an hour, you're smarter than 10 or 15 bucks. You're worth more than 10 or 15 bucks. You can create your price. You can find the product that works for you that you like and enjoy. And you can set your own, you know, everything. You can set your schedule. You can make whatever money you want. You can take as many clients you want and do it that way versus trading that time, your extra time, your nighttime, your wind down time to go and physically show up for someone. Or even if you're working from the computer as a part time job, you're worth more than 15, 20 dollars an hour. That's just mm-hmm. my mindset. Mm-hmm. Those are all good points. And I like the thing that you mentioned earlier. You said, you know, you don't have to love it because I think you're right. We always look for that job that, oh, I got to be so passionate about it. You just got to perform it. So that's a key gem that I want everybody to take. Like that's important to know. Yeah, for sure. Amazing. Thank you so much for those tips. My next question for you is since you've learned all this information, you've invested in yourself. How has your life changed? What's different now? All right. So my life has changed tremendously. Honestly, the world is so much bigger to me now and it's at a point where it's like, I have to see more of it. Um, Mm -hmm. I've learned so many skills that I can transfer. I've gained so many friends. Um, Most of them, I've never even laid eyes on them in person. I've met them online and we talk almost every day because we're on the same wavelength. Like we want to do this for our families and ourselves and give Mm -hmm. ourselves freedom. So 
you know, when you're around people on a day-to-day basis that are not encouraging and stuff like that, it's easy for you to stay in your situation because everybody's thinking the same. But me being around these different people, they're always exposing new things to me. I'm exposing new things to them and they're a system of encouragement, but we all have pretty much the same goal. We want to live a less stressed as possible, as less stress as possible in our lives. And we want to make more money. We want to travel. We want it to be easy for us. Other people have done it. Why can't it be me? Why can't it be you? So just that alone, um, it just makes me see things differently. And when we look at everyday products and we see, you know, big brand names, we have to remember they started small. So if you start, you got to start eventually it's going to grow and get bigger, but it can happen for Mm -hmm. you. Online is just like, Mm -hmm. wow, I want everybody to feel this way around me. I want you to know that whatever it is that you want to do is actually attainable. Mm -hmm. That's good too. I love that. And like you say, you know, when you see your world from a different perspective, it's like, oh, like I want more. How can I get more? How can I impact more people? Like you Mm -hmm. say, it's not fun if you're the only one enjoying the fruit. So I love that. Yes. So how do you stay motivated? You know, your life has changed. You're invested in yourself. You have people around you that you're investing in. How do you stay motivated? That's a really good question um, because you're not always going to be motivated. I'm just going to tell you the truth. That is the facts. Um, Some days you are not going to be motivated. Some days you're going to be drained and that's okay. And that's when you like, okay, I feel empty. It's time to take a break. And that is okay. But Mm -hmm. I will say having people in my corner as accountability partners, they're moving and they're shaking and they're sharing their wins. They're also sharing their losses, too, because we all lose sometimes like social media Mm -hmm. doesn't show, you know, the losses. It's always this highlight reel. But when you have accountability partners so you can pick them up when they're down and they pick you up and encourage you when you're down. That's how I keep going. You cannot do it by yourself. So just staying motivated is not enough because you're not going to always be motivated, but you have to show up every single day. I love that. And like you said, one of the key words you said, and I'm really big on this more so since, you know, entrepreneurship and growth is the accountability piece, because if you don't have anybody to hold you accountable, it's like, okay, well, I can just do whatever. Who's holding me accountable? So I love that you have a circle of people that you can rely on. Mm-hmm. Another important thing that you mentioned that I thought was very good information was in your bio, you mentioned the importance of work-life balance. As an entrepreneur, as a woman, how important is that for you? You have to have some kind of balance because we are human and mm-hmm. we are not built to continue to run like engines and robots. You have to take mm-hmm. some downtime and you have to give yourself grace to do that, period. Mm-hmm. Especially for Black women, I think um, <laughs> heart attacks are the leading cause of death. And, you know, I don't want to stress myself so much to the point where I'm in the hospital. I don't think that's good. I, I'm i team, we going to sleep. Like, I'm team, <laughs> we taking a nap when we need to take a nap. I'm team. <laughs> Let's go and sit out in the sun and just recharge. Like you need a break. Leave the phone in the car. Turn it on. Do not disturb. Get in another room and turn it on silent. Like who cares? Whatever it is, it'll be there when you get back. It's fine. Um, But 
for me personally, I do certain things outside of my work life that help me feel mm -hmm. better. I work mm -hmm. on working out and being consistent, eating healthier, eating healthier meals and taking some vacations, small or big. Like I might go rent a hotel in the city just to go, you know, be in another setting and just reset. Mm -hmm. Get a little jacuzzi mm -hmm. in the hotel and I'm I'm good. Like I, I don't mind that. But you have to take some time for yourself because we are not robots. Like, don't send yourself to the hospital. None of this is that deep. We're not trying to die and the money be here. Like, we're trying to enjoy the money. Exactly. Big time trying to enjoy the money. And you brought up a really good thing, you know, the self-care piece. I love that. You know, you said even if you're just in the same city, it's the setting. So I, I, I really think that's important. That's one of the things that I've said this year I wanted to be more intentional about. Like, okay, staycation, vacation, some kind of vacation. It has to happen because if not, mentally, I'm tapped out and we can't perform when we're not good. So those exactly. are good points. Exactly. I love that. So this question I'm very curious to hear about. Um, you've shared a lot of information, but if you had to tell yourself three things, your younger self, what would you say? All right. I really like this question. Um, the first one is it does get better, believe it or not. It absolutely does. It's not something that people say just to like cheer you up, but it just does. Um, the second one is you are worthy of this. You are qualified. It's already yours. Um, it wouldn't even be an option if it wasn't. You're worthy of it, period. And if you don't have the tools and the knowledge, God gonna provide it, period. And then the I last one is, <laughs> and the last one is, be kind and show yourself grace like you do other people. Show yourself grace. You're just trying to figure it out. Like nobody knows. Like even at even at my age or my mom's age, we ne I've never been 29 before. My mom had never been her age before. Like everybody trying to figure it out. So just be kind to yourself. Like be, be kind. I love those. And I love the fact that you said, you know, it get, it does get better because in the moment we're not thinking about that. Right. We're just like, oh, my God. But now mm -hmm. you sit back and you're like, I was tripping. I'm I'm good. I'm still here. And you so laugh about that. it. I was really I was really wilding out. And look at me. I barely remember what happened. <laughs> oh, you was really wilding out. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I do want to um say I too feel like the give yourself grace is a big thing because I feel like for myself personally, I'm my hardest critic. I'm like, chill out. You know, it's going to be okay. So I, I love those. Yeah, those you have to talk good. you have to talk to yourself like a child for real. Like, hey, it's okay. Like, that's me to me. I'm like, it's okay. It's not that deep. We're going to be fine. I'm like, alright, calm yeah. down. Calm down. Everybody relax. It's okay. <laughs> all the all the layers of me. Relax. So my next right. question is for you. You kind of talked about it earlier in the episode, but is there ever a perfect time really to start a business? No. I mean, yes, there is a perfect time. Like yesterday is the perfect time <laughs> to start a business. <laughs> I'm not look, but I'm not ready yet. I gotta still get my credit together. I don't know if they're going to give me, you know, I don't know if anybody's going to buy my product. Can I wait? I don't say wait because 
I feel like a lot of people, they say, you know, is it a perfect time? And they want everything to be perfect. They want their stuff to come out looking like Amazon promotions and fashion over promotions. It's not going to happen like that. They didn't start like that. You're not going to start like that. It's never going to be perfect. Just put it out there and make it better over time and move on. That perfect stuff is paralyzing. So start the business, figure out what you need to figure out as far as what you need for it to be legit and legal and make a list. Go through that list, top to bottom mm -hmm. and figure out what's most important and what you need right now. If you don't know what's important, what you need right now, you need to find somebody who's doing it at the level that you want to do it. Maybe not the top person, but somebody who is further along than you are and say, hey, can you help me? Can you show me? That is the best advice that I could give anybody wanting to start a business. Hiring a mentor or um, well, yeah, a mentor is really the cheat code. You just got to find somebody that ain't like really scamming, but it's not everybody in a scammer, first of all. But hiring somebody that can show you the ropes quickly and say, hey, knock this out, do that. It's going to really put you further than you trying to go on Google everything. Pay the people so they can show you so you can move on. Googling everything, you're going to be information overload. But yeah, start it like yesterday. I love that. I love the fact that you said, you know, that perfect syndrome or that perfect mindset is paralyzing. That was powerful because you're right. Because if you're waiting for perfect, you're going to be stuck forever. So that was mm -hmm. that was really key. I love that. My next question for you is, okay, we talked about generational wealth, but for those people who have older siblings or older relatives, they're like, oh, you know, we born poor, we die poor. How do you unlearn those generational values as it relates to wealth or the lack thereof? It is your environment, honestly. Um, you have to, you have to one, decide in your heart you want to change. And then you start to change the things around you. So the first and easiest thing that you can do is stop consuming a bunch of gossip. Stop following a bunch of gossip. I personally block the shade room because I don't need that. Get rid of all those distractions. People on your pages that you follow and that don't make you feel good about yourself or help you grow and all that, like have good stuff coming into your brain and you looking at it. Get rid of them. Unfriend people. Unfriend negative mm -hmm. people, replace it with positivity. The things you want to do as far as like your health goals, positive mm -hmm. quotes, um, people who are doing the thing that you may be interested in, follow them. Put that mm -hmm. into your mind. That's the first thing. But then when it's the people that's immediately around you, it's almost kind of hard to escape because, you know, you start doing this thing and they're like, well, what is that? Why are you doing that? You ain't going to keep doing it. Look at you starting and stopping stuff. Girl, please. The fact, that I'm trying, <laughs> the fact that I'm even trying to do this and that's your thought, it almost makes me want to, yeah, no. Like, that sucks. But like I said earlier, the people that I met, the mentors that I have linked up with and ended up collaborating with and stuff like that, they put me in position to meet more people who are at starting points like me when I was starting. So I came to whatever program trying to learn alongside other people. So we got the expert and then we got us at the bottom trying to go to where the expert is. But we all are on the same page. So we started to talk to each other on the phone more and more. I'm talking to people in Texas. I'm talking to people in Florida. I'm talking to people in Ohio. Ohio. I'm talking to people in New York, D.C., L.A., 
all of these people and I'm starting to talk to them every day. And you know what they talking about? Growth. They talking about mm-hmm. you can do that. Oh, I just found I just found a hack to do that. Here you go. Sharing information. Once that stuff starts to get into your body, it's like, wow, I never knew I could grow like this. So you can build your own community. You don't have to be in the same state. You don't have to be in the same area or any of that stuff. You can talk to people and connect with them and grow with them. Now, as far as the people that's being negative, me personally, I do not share anything with them. I just don't because I they always gonna find something negative to say. They gonna find mm-hmm. something negative to say. And me personally, I have uh, I have started a lot of businesses and stuff like that before before I actually got one to take off. Um, but you can't let them destroy your dreams. So you gotta kind of figure out how to navigate around that. Awesome, I love that. That's true. Like you said, your your who your company, you, the people that you hang around, the people that you associate with is definitely an indicator of who you are. So I love that. My next question for you is what are some of the misconceptions people have about creating multiple streams of income? Like you said, you have multiple businesses. So what do you think the fear is more than anything about that? So, oh, uh... Not well, this one won't be about fear. This one will be about the oh my god, being an entrepreneur is so great. You can set your own hours and wake up when you want. Now, you can actually do that if you want, you can do that. But there's so much more work to do, there's always something to do. So, you actually work more than 40 hours a week. But I will say this the feeling that you get when you start getting your first few clients and it's because of something you made is amazing. And um, people have to also remember like Walmart, Amazon, like these big companies. And I say them randomly because it's just the first thing to pop in the top of my head. (laughs) All of these companies, they started with one product. They started with a weird looking first logo, no real organization and all this stuff. And they still trying to get it right today. They're not perfect, but that's just what we see. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the uh, the negative side of misconceptions is that it's too hard. Well, you got to pick your heart. It's hard getting by with just a certain dollar amount that you know you get in every month and then you might get a $2 raise next year. You might. That's hard. Or you could take the time and say, look, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a plan together every day for one hour to 30 minutes. I'm going to go to YouTube and I'm going to watch every single video under this topic every day. I'm going to check off the list, download that into your brain and keep going but you're going to eventually become an expert in the topic if you stay the course of you know continuously learning but yes it's going to be hard when you first start because you're the first one that's doing it or you ain't got nobody teaching you yeah it's going to be hard but you got to choose your heart yeah i said that a couple i think that maybe last year i said that i was having a conversation with somebody and i'm like you know what type of heart do you want because there's going to be hard in everything. But like you said, which one is going to bring the most value? So I mm-hmm. love that. Yep. So now you built your wealth, right? You built your wealth. You're still building. How do you grow it? I have all this money. Now what do I do with it? What would you say to that person? Um. So this is kind of going to depend on what you want to do and pivot to next. So mm-hmm. if you have all this money, 
and let's say you want to get into like flipping houses or you want to get into purchasing someone else's business, no matter what it is, um, or if you want to get into stock, all of that stuff would literally be the same thing. You finding a mentor or somebody that will help you and teach you, or you just getting on the internet and doing your research and then making an informed decision. Now, mm -hmm. in terms of expanding your business already into growth, um, meaning you want to hire some people to help you out so that it can be a more passive process. The first thing you need to do is put together standard operating procedures, meaning that everything you do to get that client um, before you get the client to get that client processing the client, sending them whatever the product is or performing the service and then to the end where the result is there for the client and getting uh, reviews for it. You need to have each of these steps broken down and written out from top to bottom and spelled out so that you can present this to somebody else as if they were a child trying to understand how to network and move within um, the business. Um, so once you start putting those things in place, um, let's say, for example, when you actually obtain a new client, what do you need once that person is like, OK, I'm ready to do business with you? You need these things from them. And then with those things, you move it into here and then you move that client into this category and you start doing the work and whatever it is. You need to have it broken down and you can either put it together. It's probably best to put it together through video because people like videos. But you need to put it together in a package so that the person who you hire can come in and immediately take over and say, OK, I know exactly what I need to do. But when you have videos and you have the processes written down, you literally do the work once. And then here you go, person. This is what you need to take over this position. And now once that person learns the position and they get good enough to kind of be left on their own, you have more time to work on your business and not in your business. So now you can focus on getting more clients and stuff like that. And then the other positions in the business, business you do the same thing. And then now you have almost a fully passive business. So that's how you grow it. Absolutely. I love that. I love the fact that you said, you know, finding people to put in position. That's the key thing. You know, you don't want to be the person doing all the work. Like, how mm -hmm. do you grow? So that's key. I'm learning that myself, you know, in one of my endeavors, like, okay, Shay, you can start backing up now. You don't have to mm -hmm. be in control of everything. Like, let's focus on something else. And right. it's, I've seen, I've seen growth in that. So that is very true. Mm -hmm. So my question for you now, you mentioned you're 29. Where do you see yourself in business personally in the next five years? In the next five years, um, I'm hoping to do a minimum by that time, 20 to 30 K months. I'm having seven streams of incomes. I don't know what all of them will be, um, but that's what they say. The average millionaire has seven streams of income. Um, I want most of them to be passive. Um, I don't see myself like completely removing myself from the work because I like to know what's going on and why. Um, but that's that's where I see myself within the next five years. Hopefully I can put my parents on some kind of payroll where they do nothing, but they get paid from it or something like that. And they just do whatever they want. That would be great. Um, but that's that's kind of how I see the next five years going. That's the goal. That's awesome. I love that. And so with your game plan, with, you know, 
setting your family up, taking care of your parents, doing those 20, 30K years, have you set the blueprint? You have everything in place now or is that something you have to work on? I'm still working on them because um, I do have a couple of streams now and I'm trying to continue to grow those and then automate those. Some of them are automated and then the other ones are kind of still new. Um, okay. So it's in progress. Awesome. I love that. So you you have to check back. I'm like, you got those seven streams yet? You got that yeah, 30K, like... 40K month yet? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So how do you practice self-care? You have a lot of things going on, which are all good things, but of course you have to take care of yourself. So how do you do that? Um, so self-care for me is giving myself grace to not do anything. Um, like sometimes it's okay to literally not do anything. Like if I want to sit there and just indulge in TV and fall asleep or just be outside exploring not responding to texts or emails or looking at social media, that's self-care for me. Um, mm -hmm. I put in something in place uh, months ago, probably midway through the year where I just don't, I don't respond to anything on the weekends. Like it is the weekend. I will talk to you guys when I come back on Monday and it's okay. I mean, I can't continue to work myself into the ground when it's, it's not even an emergency. So everybody will be okay. So that's self-care for me. And then my gym time, my therapy time, and then traveling. Those are my things. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So how often have you had to start over in any of your businesses and how did that make you feel? Um, so in my first official business, um, I don't know what you would consider starting over, but like maybe changing methods within the business to keep it operating. I would say probably about five or six times um, changing the way I do things. Um, mm -hmm. But other than that, like starting over completely before when I did not have an official business and I was starting stuff, I definitely started a bunch of different um smaller businesses that did not get off the ground and then I finally found this one and it got off the ground um, but within that I've definitely had to pivot a lot change systems change methods um, things change all the time social media changes updates and all that kind of stuff so it's definitely something that you have to continuously keep up with and grow for sure I love that you said a key word that I was hoping you were going to say you said pivot and I think that's one of the things as entrepreneurs as business owners we have to be okay with do you think mm -hmm. that that could be urging to a new entrepreneur and if so why um it could be discouraging only because you know we haven't seen it before so it's like oh my god my business is failing now I have to do something else this is bad I'm a failure and it's like these big companies that we see they failed all the time like if I can come up with an example off the top of my head, I can't remember. But there, there's been companies that were selling one type of product and switched completely over to this. And this is now what we know them for today. So mm -hmm. you can't be, you got to, to be an entrepreneur, you got to be a little bit crazy. You got to start there. You got to be a little bit crazy because it's crazy. But Absolutely. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Don't be scared of that. If it comes, it comes. And that's why you have your tribe of people to talk it through with. Mm -hmm. I love that. So we talked about a lot tonight. 
do you have any last minute gems that you want to leave the audience on things that you've learned, things that you're working on, or just some form of advice for people who are wanting to start and don't know how? Okay. So guard your dreams. Um, guard them with your life. Um, people either have no dreams or they don't believe that, believe that their dreams could ever come true. So when you try to express that, they're going to try to make you feel the same way about your own dreams. So you have to guard them. Um, and they don't mean any harm. They just, that's just how it is. And you can't let them attack what's on your heart and what God places on you to do, because you're going to end up just like them wishing that, you know, you could have did something when you were younger and taking all these regrets to old age and stuff like that. But, um, don't tell people what you're up to. Uh, confide in people who have what you wish to have. Do it in secret and pop out with the results. And whatever you do, show up every single day and prove them wrong. Mm. I love those. Especially the last couple you said. I love those. Pop out. Do it in secret and pop out. I love that. Because we're in such a world that everything has to be flashy, flashy, flashy. Social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. But sometimes you just got to do it. Just pop out. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love yeah. it. So you've given a lot of great information. If people want to contact you, how can they find you, follow you, email you? What are your handles? How can they reach you? Um, so I have the social medias. Um, TikTok. Instagram is at Tamaya the coach, T I M A Y A the coach. Uh, Facebook is Tamaya Venice. Um, I have a business page on Facebook as far as uh, my credit repair business, Tamaya Venice Credit Repair. I have a sleep marketing business page. Um, I have a sleep marketing page on um, Instagram as well. Um, if you want to text me, if you have questions, you can text 919 769. 4488 and just text with love and I'll know where you're coming from. Um, and if you need to email me, you can email me at support at tamayavanese.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tamaya. Like I said, you've given so many great gems and tools and resources. And I, I really wish you the best in everything that you do. Thank you again. You are definitely a woman on the move, building generational wealth. And I want to say happy Women's Month from one businesswoman to another. Keep up the good work. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. And you had wonderful questions. I enjoyed this. Thank you. Have a wonderful night. You too. Bye-bye. What a great episode. I hope you enjoyed the information shared. Tamaya shared some very valuable gems that I hope you will consider when you are on your entrepreneur journey. Generational wealth is something that you should not be afraid of doing. It is actually something that you should embrace. Until next time, with love, Shay. Mwah.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.